Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. I am for sale. If anyone would like to buy me, <laughs> Phil Spencer, wink, wink. Many billions of dollars and Josh Brown. I'd take like 50 quid. You don't even need to spend 50 <laughs> billion on me. 50 quid, will that'll, that'll do me. I can't actually, it's, it's been a week since the biggest news in gaming history dropped. And, you, and anyone who's listened to this who hasn't checked last week's pod out, go listen to the end of that where we try and carry on with the podcast as it was. We were at the end anyway. But um, very much reacting in real time to the fact that um, Xbox slash Microsoft had bought Activision, and that's just dominated the news cycle for a week solid so far. Um, so I, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do an Xbox podcast because we did a PlayStation one last week. We might do a Nintendo one next week, but we thought because it is the end of January, we might as well uh, check in with the various console makers and see what their various plans are. Obviously, the news from last week um, very much dictated how this Xbox podcast is gonna go. Um, so I'm just gonna have an open question, and we can talk about this some more. We can pick up our different angles on it and i do have some things to get to in regards to what all of xbox's uh, main uh, most important biggest developers are all working on um but yeah do you guys think that the the game pass model the monthly payment thing is the future do you think that is the next big innovation um just because of the amount of money that is now behind it oh i think it's a future like i don't know if it'll we'll see it implemented across the board but i mm. feel like you know they're going to absolutely dominate this conversation for the next <clears> few <throat> years they're going to be like netflix was you know when netflix was first starting mm -hmm. and all the other studios were hesitant to adopt that model and it took them quite a few years to catch up before the likes of disney and stuff you know jumped on board or even amazon to an extent properly went all in on it and i feel like that's going to be xbox for a while i think it is the future but it's not going to be cemented for a couple of years yet i think we're still at the start of it we're still at that mm. you know early netflix period of it and um for me i just hope it's kind of like the cinema thing is right now you know i hope we these two different mediums almost can coexist i hope we can have streaming hope we can have game pass hope we can have downloads and that on one hand but also being able to go out and just buy a game and have well, things through the regular channels that way as well just super super quickly before i ask mr benroy when was the last time either of you guys bought an xbox game since game pass came into fruition have you largely lent on game pass I have not bought an Xbox game <laughs> since Tomb Raider, the second one, right, Shadow yeah. of the Tomb Raider. Nah, like that's like pretty one. demonstrable as to how things are I, rem shit. I remember Benroy telling me that I could get 
Gears of War 5 on the Game Pass Ultimate. That was the first thing that made me jump in and I've never stopped it <laughs> since. That was like the one where I was like, okay, I'm all in on this now. But no, uh-huh. I've not physically bought an Xbox game in a long time. And usually when there is something out that I like for Xbox, Death's Door, for instance, or, you know, something that what came out game? last year. I'll wait. I'll even wait until it comes to Game and Pass. And then you still won't play it, but at least it's there. <laughs> I won't, but at least, that, at least it's there. I um I the last game I bought for Xbox uh was uh Gears 4 surprisingly because mm. before that I did you because you can if you got a friend that you play games with or you just know a lot you can do the weird thing where you just one of you bought, bought a game and the other one bought a game and you were just sharing so I lived off my friend's Gears 4 for years until like I was like you it's time for you to move on. I'm mainly on PlayStation. I'll just buy Gears 4. Bought it, played it then once afterwards and then after that it's been Game Pass the whole time. I've even got the Series S that doesn't have the disc slot because <laughs> I, I, I just figured I wouldn't need it. I mean, I, I, I can't, there's a lot of 360 games in there, but I mean, we can all get around that somehow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't bought an Xbox game since forever. And I haven't, well, I have Game Pass, but I like to call it my Gears 5 tax because it's it just everything comes along with this tax that I'm paying mm-hmm. for this game. And yeah, it's, it's weird because when you think about what the um, rolling back to what you're saying first got about, about mm. what will be the future. I don't think this one model will suit all. I think this one model suits a massive company that built um, their empire on word. So they just have all these <laughs> coins, all these coins laying about and they're always going to have them laying about because mm-hmm. uh, they're at this point now where if like a company like Microsoft got so big and then start to fail, like governments would have to step in and make sure they don't fail because they're so important mm-hmm. to so much of the, like infrastructure in, in our well, even inside and outside of gaming. Like they're just so crucial at some points now It's like they're almost undefeatable, mm-hmm. but I feel like if PlayStation, whatever they do with their jump in, I feel like they're more of like a, an Amazon Prime model, maybe, where it's like, this this is here, but this one over here is also free with Prime. You know what I mean? When you mm-hmm. have like a selection of stuff you can watch and they rotate in and out a bit more. And maybe where they get to the point where they rotate in like a Capcom channel, you know, like they do with That's, like yeah. Shudder and things mm-hmm. like that, where you get their little bits in there for a bit and then you zoom out. But I feel like Microsoft are just going to go either... They'll, I think they'll always have one model and they'll just raise the price a little bit because they're about time because mm-hmm. Netflix just went up the other day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like Microsoft are going to do what they can because they got all that money and Sony are going to have to sort of screw around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Josh, you, you, you raised like the hand Amazon. Then. Yeah, sorry. I was going to, um, like Ben Roy mentioned there, like the Amazon kind of approach of, you know, it's a streaming service, but also it has things for you to buy and for you to rent. And for me, when it comes to movies, like that's the model that I actually prefer. Like I've got Netflix, I've got Amazon, but I use Amazon more and I actually use it to rent things more because whilst I like having a curated selection of things, you know, pushed my way, I also know what I want and I don't want to mess around kind of like just dabbling in this, Mm. dabbling in that. I would rather go to something like Amazon and rent a new movie rather than wait for it to come on a streaming service or just use something else I have. Uh, for me, for me personally, yeah, man. Well, the, the whole like, the, yeah, I think that the Netflix Prime approach is like that's what I've got too, because it's like you get the the new exclusives, whatever the, the market leader is, the sort of like dominant the whatever the new TV show, whatever new movies doing the rounds. Chances are it's going to be on Netflix at some point if it's one of their exclusive things that a lot of people are talking about. But if you're a film fan in this context, you think of something, chances are it's on the Amazon marketplace and you can find it and then rent it. And I feel like that's the best way to do things. Like you've got like you know if this we applied across to gaming, you would have all the exclusives from PlayStation and Xbox overall, but then you would also 
have those archives of stuff that you can dip into. And I wonder whether um, Xbox, let's say, turns into a Netflix where they're rotating stuff more frequently or they build up the archive the way that Amazon have, where they've just thrown money at every single company to some degree so that if you randomly think of a Capcom game, it might it might be on Spartacus or it might be on PlayStation, but it'll definitely be on Xbox. Or well, like there was, do you remember Devil oh. May Cry? Yes. The new one that was on Game Pass. That's how I played that. Mm, like, I, yeah. I think I can't remember if it was straight away or not, but uh, I didn't I buy so. that game because I waited, like, say, maybe a week and it was already there. So this, it's so weird how they just pick and choose what comes in and out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. I think, like, overall, like, that's that's what's so fascinating about it. Not to make it about PlayStation again, um, but it is like you know, right now we are mapping out a future of obviously we see what Xbox are doing. Game Pass is obviously the thing they've put you know over seventy billion dollars into now because you have all the Bethesda stuff, and then on the Sony side you have Spartacus, Nintendo. At the minute they have Nintendo Switch Online, but they they just added Banjo Kazooie. They're nowhere near like you know modern. They're not going to put out Splatoon three on uh, Nintendo Switch Online. But um, to reset it to when things broke last week before we go forward again, Benroy, we've not talked about it that much since the initial reaction. Where are you overall on the thoughts of whether this is good for the industry, whether it's good for Xbox and the, all the uh, IP that have suddenly been hoovered up? Look, I, it's, <laughs> I don't know. There's, there seems to be two camps. The mm. sort of cheering on, uh, like you see the way, like the, the cheering on something, sort of like, the sort of like, oh, I'm a bit skeptical sort of thing like that. And I had, and, and this part in betweens, it's always in betweens, but I'm just being a bit blunt there. But um, I'm a bit worried, not worried, but they just have so much money, man. And they can do, <laughs> it's kind of just do what they want. And then after a while, do even if that, like a Microsoft would put out a bad product, how badly would they be punished when they got so much in the churn coming out? I The Disney comparison is like closest. I know it's not a monopoly yet. And, where we have some like Bethesda were obviously in some sort of trouble where they were trying to ship their games out mm. to uh, whoever would take them. And there were probably a lot more behind the scenes thing and go in and like, they're one of the biggest sort of like independent publishers, no, mm. like bar Activision at the time. But with Activision, it's just a sheer, uh, it, it's just like you get to the end of the film, uh, the film, the blob when it's just now consuming a whole town rather than two or three humans in like a hospital. And it just, it's just getting bigger and bigger. And it, like, and with that, and w- there's more and more consequences with it. And like how many more times can you purchase things? And I'm not saying like, Oh, you've pulled that. So that's now over here. It's more just like it, it, with a lot of corporations, things just get bigger and bigger. And how do we, how is 68 billion a quantifiable mm. number that is being used and you know what i mean like well so that's that's I, a, oh god I'm i just say just to, yeah. just to fold into what you're about to say but like as a gut feeling question this can go to josh after you but like gut feeling do you think this promotes creativity or restricts creativity because you see well, the disney yeah. plus version it's it's the safest bets ever over and over again but you would assume the phil spencer at the top it would open up creativity but it could go either way it, uh, it's weird right because i would love to see just like equal competition the whole time and i hate I hate almost in a way where like it goes backwards and forwards in a way. I feel like this generation might be a bit more even, even though it is. And even though there's more PlayStation 5s being sold than Xboxes still, mm. like this, it's just weird how it's just like Microsoft have never really made anything really like, like you don't really feel like you have Microsoft games that have been sort of brought in. Mm-hmm. But of course, they turned Halo, well, they were probably interested in turning Halo from like a uh, was it a tactical game into a first-person shooter? They acquired uh, Gears of Epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything seems to be brought in. 
and I don't know, like I, I share the sentiment with some people like that. Well, like, I'd like to see them just make something new from like the ground up. And I know there's a billion Halo games that made new and all this sort of thing they made new, but like a new, 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 new thing yeah. from nothing. And I, I only just worry about that. They just try to buy things where they would like try to buy Nintendo back in the day because <laughs> why, why, why start a new garden when we can go to someone's allotment and nick their seeds? You know what I mean? <laughs> Josh, what do you think on uh, whether it restricts or allows more creativity? Honestly, man, I'm going to have to sort of wait and see. Like initially, mm. when it comes to Activision in particular on a case-by-case basis, I think, you know, there's no way active they can make Activision's production process more restrictive. Like that was the most restrictive <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. They focused on like three or four fan- franchises, had all of their studios working on Call of Duty at one point. It's like there's the, inherently by being taken over, you have to assume that's going to lead to more creativity. That's going to lead to studios like High Moon, Raven, being able to develop games outside of the Call of Duty fan base, outside of, uh, you know, even IPs that Activision own, maybe they can create their new IPs and, you know, Mm -hmm. work on new things. So in that case, I do think it's going to lead to more creative games within the industry, but overall, um, I think the jury's out, and I am a little bit worried just because of the fact that you know, we like Microsoft now. We like Phil Spencer mm-hmm. at the moment. At the moment, he's making all the right decisions, but I just have to worry about what happens when Phil Spencer is gone from the company and someone comes in and they find themselves overseeing all of oh, Activision God. Blizzard, all of Bethesda. And if you get another Don Matrick at the helm, that's so much <laughs> of the industry. So many um, different franchises and developers suddenly stifled, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's very almost like apocalyptic and maybe even cynical, but we know how rare Phil Spencer is, right? Mm-hmm. We, we know how rare he is as a creative and a producer in this industry. And it's like, there are only so many of him. So I worry yeah. only for the, for, the, for the long term, but in the short term, I do think we will get more creative stuff. That's, see, that's my thing is I think that, I, yeah, I don't like Microsoft, but I do like Phil Spencer. And I think that, but also I, I can, for me, I don't think that he's, oh, well, the way that Xbox have managed their first party stuff, I kind of think it's insane that Halo Infinite, um, you know, was delayed so last minute. And then the version that came out was so just cobbled together across the year. Um, all the different stories that came out and then shaving two thirds of the game off so they could hit the release date and everything else. And I just, you compare that to, you know, the way that even Horizon Forbidden West's new gameplay and the way that that stuff is coming out. And yes, there's a PlayStation formula, but it allows for like polish and focus and things that aren't um, seemingly there in the Xbox family. Like they own all this stuff, but they don't have an overall Xbox mark yet. And I think that might come over time um, or it should come over time. But I, that, that's the thing. I'm putting all my faith in Spencer and I wonder just how much he's trying to become like a Miyamoto or become someone who you can put faith in as a creative who's also got a history in coding and branding and everything else. And maybe that's how Xbox gets a real through line identity. But at the same time, you don't want that taking over because then everything becomes the same again. Totally. I mean, you know, I can sit here and I can be, I can champion some of the things that Xbox has done. You know, Game Pass, we talk about it all the time. We all are in unanimous agreement that that's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, online gaming, of course. But like you said there, when it comes to Phil Spencer and, you know, everyone else at um, Xbox's overview and handling of their biggest franchises, like you said, you know, the Master Chief Collection, Halo Master Chief Collection, that was a mess. Halo Infinite was obviously, you know, famously delayed. And even now it's kind of been cobbled together, even though they have got most of it locked down. Mm -hmm. It's still overdue. Like that is just a fact. Um, Gears of War 5, in my opinion, is really, really good. That's the one franchise I think has continued to go from strength to strength despite losing the original developers. But you look at other stuff, 
It's like we haven't had a hair fable in so long. Yeah. You know, we've Forza Horizon uh, that series has been going strong, but where's like regular Forza? Like, mm -hmm. why do we have a Forza Motorsport even now announced for and the next Forza Seven was full of microtransactions as well. Like they let that totally. get into one of their first party things. Yeah, totally. So I, I look at this and I look at like the successes they've had and I look at the failures they've had internally and I kind of see them spreading that out to Bethesda and now to Activision Blizzard. And I'm like, your hit ratio isn't actually that strong when it comes to the games. No. And that's what kind of um, has me divided a little bit because I'm like, I, I want to hope that this investment of the future is going to be worth it. You know, when they announced they were buying developers like Obsidian, I was like, that's great. When they announced they were getting Bethesda, I was like, that's interesting. Mm. Now they've got Activision but these things are so far in the future that we're not going to see how they roll out or the quality of them for a long long time even like the developers they bought like Bethesda, Obsidian um, years ago now haven't released an Xbox, a proper big AAA Xbox exclusive you know what I mean so these things take so long to come out and I feel like every single year we come in and we're like Microsoft are making great plans for the future but when are those plans gonna come home you know what I mean like when are those yeah. plans going to amount to tangible hopefully high quality <laughs> products that's my question well i kind of like just just drop this in i was just i was watching the horizon footage this morning forbidden west and i was like you know what like we talk about future plans and oh my god all these different things can happen but then you actually look at something coming together this top tier triple a production that obviously is you know beholden to the sony formula beholden to the playstation formula but i sort of had this thought in my head i was like all these bit like business deals raise eyebrows games turn heads and i was like that's kind of what i'm thinking like i was just looking at, at horizon going like this is something to be actually genuinely excited for i'm going to get hands on with this in a few weeks it's not years away um and i know that sony are reliable to at least execute on that formula but um overall just to sort of also fold in the fact because you mentioned you know or we we've all mentioned the fact that they don't have um you know like real huge amazing top tier stuff in the same way or they haven't for a long time um are you guys do you guys or overall are you happy with the xbox brand versus the way that it felt across the 360 era because part of me like kind of can't believe that they are nowhere near firing on all the cylinders game wise as they were across the 2000s like gears 5's great like halo infinite's solid enough gameplay wise but you compare it to the 2000s and it's all the ips that you just mentioned before um that were having multiple installments and they were coming out sequentially and the 360 was dominating and they're, they're to me they're nowhere near that but i could be way wrong ben roy Whoa. what do you think I feel like Game Pass makes games less special in my eyes. I don't know mm. why. I, I feel like because I'm I, financially, it doesn't seem like uh, that much of a. I'm not that financially interested. Yes, you're paying for Game Pass, but there's always sort of thing going on here, and I'd say I enjoy some of the pillars of Microsoft, but they're getting like a bit long in the tooth, where you just sort of like know what to expect from them. Whereas you say you like you have uh, for, for Horizon Forbidden West, where PlayStation. Uh, as much as I don't feel like this Game Pass model in the future can like harness quality in, in mm. such a way. Maybe it can, but like probably not as like you see how many games are going to come out of these shoes. Like, how frequently can you have like say nine, uh, eight out of 10 bangs, nine out of 10 bangs? And not everything's like down to like numbers and how excellent it is. And every, there should be like games for like all spectrums of everything and like from like an unpacking to a Wolfenstein when you're ripping and something's face off. But <laughs> It's weird that I I feel like they're gonna get there and it's gonna you, you can't not get there with the amount of studios they have now consumed in a blob like fashion. But um I, I think it's coming in like last generation was like uh it was like Operation Health, like it was um in Rainbow Six, they took like a whole season just to fix the game. And yeah, Microsoft have taken a whole like uh 
generation to fix the brand and somewhere we have um the final order going to be headed up by don matrick ready to strike at the end of the Ooh. xbox uh series x generation when they then own everything and it's all sort of going but mm -hmm. it's really... That's the thing is, is it going to take another whole generation for them to get all their cards in a row i think the next you're gonna have years... the wolfenstein's yeah wolfenstein's going to be coming soon no doubt right and then you've got all these other sort of like games that are piling on from bethesda and I don't know, but yeah, it would take a generation to get like a singularity too, maybe. <laughs> I love how much we've been mentioning singularity. I love the fact that it's getting a spotlight back on it after <clears throat> like 10 plus years or whatever. But yeah, I wonder like that whole thing about like the idea of, because we like we're associating like big, you know, top tier AAA stuff. Um, the marker for that is largely what Sony have put together. It's The Last of Us. It's potentially the Red Dead Redemptions. It's the, it's the big, opulent, crazy titles um, that Xbox haven't really done. Gears 5 is quite close to it, I guess. Um, but I wonder if the Game Pass model, because you had uh, Jim Ryan out there a couple of years ago saying that the Game Pass model or a monthly model doesn't allow for the sort of productions that they are putting together. And I wonder if that's the thing that PlayStation leans on. And I wonder if um, Game Pass, because it is more dip in, dip out, you know, you're getting sort of eight games a month, whatever it is, um, if they start skewing towards shorter, you know, pick up and play type stuff that isn't as reliant on 20, 30 hour stories and they leave that stuff to PlayStation because that's what like is more associated with PlayStation and maybe Xbox can capitalize more on straight gameplay stuff like Halo Infinite approach to something. Um, I just wonder if they, have to have, they have, potentially have to have some way to distinguish themselves studio wise, like creative wise. Just sort of going back to your question about like where we... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Find 
Xbox now, Scott. Like for mm. me, because I essentially sat out the last generation, the Xbox One generation, you know, every single time I, I booted up my Xbox One, it felt like a chore. Like right. I, I didn't jive with Halo 5. I didn't really love Gears 4. And the only thing I did love on that machine was um, Gears 5, which came, mm. you know, right at the very end of the generation. So compared to that, like I'm now excited to boot up my Series X. Like when I, when I, put that thing on i know i'm going to have a good time i know there's going to be an experience there for me and i don't dread it time in the same two, way right, right before time splitters 2 time splitters future perfect man there's a lot <laughs> of good games in there but i think looking forward to this year and some of the releases they do have you know from bethesda especially you've got redfall from arcane you've got mm. um starfield obviously coming in november i think that this year hopefully will be when we see a lot of their plans coming to fruition you know mm. they've, they've got a strong year ahead of them they've got game pass in place now they've got halo infinite out and they've got exclusives coming at the end of this year for the series x exclusively and because of that i don't think they're at the 360 level but they're far and above where they were you know at the start of the last oh, generation that's true. Yeah. And they live in my head much more than they ever have for the past eight <laughs> years or whatever. So in that respect, I think that they're on the up and they're in a place where personally I'm excited to be an Xbox fan as much as I am a PlayStation fan, even mm. though they, I still think PlayStation has the edge when it comes to the games and the things to look forward to all year round. So let's let's run down uh, what the devs are working on, and we'll get to some more. We'll get back to some wider questions again because I sort of just did a roundup of uh, the the biggest uh, first party devs. I mean, obviously there's so much stuff that's just been acquired that's going to become first party, whatever. But I'll run these things down. Um, obviously, three four three are going to be indebted to Halo for likely the rest of their lives, considering it's called Halo Infinite. And there's a lot more to plug into that game, uh, maps wise and gameplay wise and fixes and monetization, everything else. I think they will only continue being the, um, the Halo studio. Um, Bethesda are doing Starfield. Um, Obsidian are making Avowed. Uh, Ninja Theory Hellblade 2, Rare are making Everwild, which I forgot got announced back in like 2018 or something. Um, The next big Rare game, uh, even though Sea of Thieves has seen a bit of a resurgence, which takes some of the assets back onto that. Um, But they're making whatever Rare's next game is, and it's called Everwild for now. Um, Playground are making the reboot of Fable. Uh, The Coalition are rumored to be doing a Gears Gears of War uh, Master Chief Collection style uh, version of all those old games, but it's still out out in the wild whether or not all of them have uh, been reskinned again. Because obviously there's the ultimate edition of the original game, and I wonder if they do that for two and three. Um, and turn 10, who are the um, the original Forza developers, are rebooting Forza. Um, so there's whatever that thing is. Um, and then obviously you've got uh, the Activision side that they just acquired. You've got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Overwatch 2, Diablo 4, and potentially World of Warcraft um, coming to Xbox. But that last one is just something that I added on uh, in terms of it coming to Xbox, because I feel like why wouldn't they at this point? Um, but that's a lot of stuff. Like, it's not, I don't think nothing, and obviously there's some things in there, like uh, Gears and Fable that have that old school pull. Um, but I feel like in terms of overall mainstream, oh my godness, um, PlayStation potentially has more of that this year. They've obviously got a war, obviously Horizon, um, the rumored stuff, Metal Gear Solid remake, whatever. Um, they have more circling in the game space, whereas like it seems like Microsoft are kind of in the background planning, just planning and planning and planning, and then like these things will slowly come together. You, you say that, and I think that's certainly true when it comes to commercial success. You know, mm. the likes of Horizon, the likes of um, God of War, you know, the likes of Gran Turismo this year are going to sell gangbusters, whether they are masterpieces or not. Mm-hmm. But when I look at that lineup, and you know, some of the games it's you stellar. mentioned, Scott, yeah. I like, I, I find myself more drawn to some of them because a lot of them are kind of because they're unknown quantities. You know what I mean? We talk about Starfield being an interesting thing coming at the end of this year, and it's going to be fascinating to pick apart whether it's good or whether it's not because it's Bethesda's first big RPG single player RPG in like seven years or whatever. Then you've got, like I said, decades. Totally. 
yeah, decades. Then we've got like, like I said, you know, Arcane's uh, vampire game coming out. We've got a. Uh, hopefully, we see more from Obsidian's Avowed. We've got Stalker Two, which isn't first party, but it is exclusively Xbox. That's coming in December. And all of these games that they've got for this year and going into next year, I just I look at them and I I I, I want to talk about them more than some of the PlayStation mm. stuff that's coming, just because they are kind of. Um, more unknown and they feel like they could go either way. They might be a masterpiece or they might completely crash and burn. Bigger genre uh, variety as well. Like, I mean, like that's the whole thing. They're building a platform for all these different games to be on rather than saying it has to go through a certain Xbox filter to have that mark uh, on it, which is very much what PlayStation exclusives or PlayStation first party stuff is doing. Um, Benro, what do you think about the the future of, I guess, how both companies' lineups uh, feel? It's weird because I I think I echo uh, a lot of what Josh was saying, like Mm -hmm. where... The new, the other things from Microsoft uh, that are coming are, are newer. Yeah, they feel newer to me. <laughs> you you mentioned Gears. I feel like Gears is still like years out, and I reckon mm. after like these little rumors that are floating about, we we should get a Gears uh, Phoenix collection. I'm going to call it the Phoenix collection. <laughs> That'd be good. The and, um, collection. I'll yeah, that. and update the two and three. Please update two and three, just so they look even more beautiful. But um. Yeah, as with like now we know God of War is definitely coming to PlayStation this year with that graphic they put out. I say mm. definitely, hopefully. hopefully. Uh, Horizon Saint, I'm going to enjoy, but as, as I keep saying, I just wait for it to be here and then I'll play it and then I'll sort of decide there. Stray is still probably going to be the game of the year when you just play it. I love cat. how much you love Stray. I'm I just, so there I, for it. I can't wait to get on Stray day one, like midnight launch. Let's go. <laughs> uh, let's get the squad going. Let's take out all these alley cats. That's cool. But I really want to see what Starfield's doing. And mm. I almost don't think Stalker 2 is going to even hit this year now. Like mm. just with all this other stuff that's going on in Ukraine, like that's probably pushed it back as it is. Uh, so yeah, I feel like Starfield is the one, the the sort of the one game from which I'm sort of like looking at it. But then we enter in what used to be free time, so we're probably going to have like another one or two announcements for the year. Mm-hmm. But the games we still have time for games to be announced and dropped, right? And I'm counting on that to sort of like spice up the year a bit more. Like Extraction isn't really doing it for me yet, but I'll play some more of yeah, that. Out, to be honest. Yeah, um, it, it's a time. We'll say it's a time. <laughs> It is a time. But yeah, I think overall, the point I was making before is that I think um, it's like a mindset thing. I think that they they are potentially not as bothered about making Xbox exclusives that feel... Um, you know, like signature. They, they, it's, it's more about ensnaring various, so many different properties, so many different IPs, developers, whatever, into the Xbox brand, the Xbox platform, and then allowing so many ideas to happen. And if they fall sideways, if it becomes a Halo Infinite, if something goes wrong, then that's kind of on the dev. Like, I, I'm just I, I'm assuming the way that things have been run across the last few years, because obviously there was the thing with Scalebound, where when Phil Spencer stepped in and uh, looked at how far uh, Platinum had gotten, it wasn't a far enough, long enough to hit certain milestones, and Phil was the one who um, cancelled that, did interview saying he was um, very upset that he had to do it but he was just he didn't see it coming together so i wonder if they give um the companies that they are bringing in more space you can do whatever you want you're going to be on game pass you're going to be on the xbox uh, platform and we're not going to interfere um, hardly at all whereas on the playstation side you do see that homogeneity between the way everything plays like you know there's a lot of shared components 
Well, that's going to happen more, especially some of the Activision stuff. Like you hear rumblings of like, say, what if Call of Duty goes every two years every or something? Year, and yeah, then yeah. let's crowbar Raven out of there, get right out of there. <laughs> and then, I don't know, there's Jedi Outcast 3 or whatever. Jedi, Jedi Knight 3 never got made. So that's always floating in my brain, even though mm-hmm. it wouldn't get made now. But someone just make it for me. And be. then like, as I said, Singularity, Raven out of hand and Wolfenstein True at some point, fun. maybe maybe they jump around some other things or maybe they make something brand new or brand new things are always something that I would like to see. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that there with the Activision side, maybe you crowbar if you out there and you get another like Spyro game and a crash game at some point. It just, I guess I wonder like overall what they think their value proposition, how that's communicated. What are the optics of all of these moves? Games- do they... You know, do, do they realize how much people are talking about the exclusivity side of it and assuming there's going to be a level of of crowbarred um, game design in there? Or are they going, no, we're allowing all these ideas to exist? If half of all the studios made a game each in like the next few mm. years, that's already a good billion exclusives that I'm not that good at math, so I can't look at it at all like that. <laughs> and then after you've done that first wave, you see how it goes. Because I'm saying this is like someone who's like thinking millions in advance or billions in advance as far as Microsoft's concerned but you think of like when you sort of wiped out say like certain things like say not to shoot on it but like a Bobby Kotick how much he would get in the like uh, benefits you take a bonus out of there that's a whole game sort of thing oh yeah sort of things and then you can I'm not saying everything in like money is one-to-one and sort of that but you would hope that you can do a spread and then sort of like go from there get these other Bethesda games out that there's a lot you of got, money being hoovered up by that guy. Yeah, like the um, like the Wolfenstein. I'm going to keep saying Wolfenstein until they give me Wolfenstein free. That that when that sort of floats out, and then how long until like I don't know, Phil buys EA, and then FIFA and Madden are only on <laughs> Xbox from now. Could you imagine a, a dystopian future like that? Or or we get a uh, super Microsoft car, and then we have like the Master Chief racing. I'll crash. take that. Give me give me that. Give me the give me Bionic Commando in a, in a little kart racer. But yeah, I'll throw one more question in and then pass it back to Josh. Um, because I wonder how experimental they'll get. Like, obviously, everything's up in the air right now. A lot of different, um, you know, fan wish list stuff doing the rounds. And I, I said this back when they acquired Bethesda, but the idea of Master Chief and Doom crossing over, or Master Chief and the Doom guy crossing over, is that uh, you know, is there going to be Doom DLC or Doom skins in Halo Infinite? Um, and it's like, do you think that they'll get experimental with that stuff? Like, they have so much IP, so many uh, potential, so much potential for crossover. Do you think we'll get a Bethesda and Obsidian RPG? Do you think we'll get a Tim Schafer returning to do a point and click? Because um, they've just acquired King's Quest, and like, they could do like an old Sierra style point and click adventure with Tim Schafer. Because the only reason he did uh, Broken Age through crowdfunding was because he said that the industry doesn't support it anymore, but it would under the Game Pass model. Um, and like I said, you could potentially have, you know, all the, you could have Infinity Ward doing Doom or like uh, Infinity Ward helping out um, with Halo. You could have a Call of Duty crossover with Halo. I just, I wonder if they'll get absolutely balmy with that stuff and that'll be the thing that really turns heads. <laughs> I think they've got to, you know, um, have those crossover events happening, you know, mm. share everything in the Xbox family to generate hype because, you know, people love um, the IPs that they love. They love the characters that they love and they love having them interact more than anything. For me, I would suspect that as soon as this deal is formalized next year, I think Microsoft will come out with some kind of event and then no matter how far off they are in the future, announce a new Crash, announce a new Tony Hawk's, <laughs> right. announce a new Call of Duty that is exclusive. Just reel them off. Have them set in stone for some point in the future. doesn't matter if you don't have gameplay for a lot of them. Like As long as you've got like a little bit of a sting, a little mm. bit of a title, I think that just sets them up for like 
more or less the entire generation uh, going forward. So I, I do feel like they will do something like that. And they kind of did it with Bethesda once that was formalized. You know, they came out and announced new games. They announced, we announced Starfield and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to a level of creativity, though, I'm a little bit torn because, like you said, I do think we'll get a diversity of genres now i do feel we'll get you know point and click games we'll get genres that weren't getting any love at bethesda or activision before microsoft acquired them however i think the reality of a 70 billion dollar deal just means that you know we're not suddenly going to get an rts call of duty you know we're going to get a call <laughs> of duty that is still trying to sell as much call as duty possible tactics yeah and, and make as much money as it did before because you know we talk about publishers like ea and activision and stuff being beholden to shareholders but like that's just the reality of running a company and you know some people aren't as aggressive with that stuff as others and you like to think microsoft isn't but at, at some point they're going to have to justify why they invested this much money in this company and everyone else that they've invested in and i do feel like you know they're going to be compelled to continue to make the these big broad triple a games that appeal to everyone just i hope that they balance that with you know the occasional creative thing or allow one team like tango or something to make the evil within three whilst oh. we get the elder scrolls six you know what i mean like as long it, as there's balance i think yeah. that will be good overall that is the thing like they've made this insane deal and you bought a very specific thing that makes a lot of money in a very specific way and like ben Roy made a very good point that like the codex codex uh, salary was a, a sizable percentage of their overall income which is about to get freed up halfway through next year when the deal hopefully closes and um, or should close um, and that does potentially free up so much stuff whether it's that you reward the people who have been there long term or you do put it back into the uh, games themselves or whatever i hope that we get a bit more um insight into all the conversations that phil spencer's talking about having he said he wants to sit down with all these different teams potentially green light all sorts of different ideas and i hope we get to see little teasers of what that's going to be there's enough insiders doing the rounds these days online anyway that i'm sure all sorts of things will come out um a final question or final uh, quick talking point is just the general idea of how game pass might work on other platforms do you guys think that it would be um you know like an app thing you would just have it on the on the cross media bar you're on the ps5 you just see the game pass icon you go on there and it's all xbox first and second party stuff because i you couldn't do anything that's third party that's also on the PlayStation Store because you would buy it from the PlayStation Store. I think as much as Sony might let Game Pass on the console, they'd have to restrict it down to, you know, you go on the app and it's like, okay, you can play Halo, or maybe you can stream stuff. Maybe it's a stream only thing, which I was gonna say, that's how that's the only way you could get it on Nintendo because there's, well, in fact, hardly any of this stuff would run natively at all. It would have to be streaming. So yeah. Well, that, that, that's that's the question, isn't it? I have no idea what Game Pass on PlayStation <laughs> would look like because you know, you, you say there some of the third party stuff that PlayStation is selling can't be on Game Pass, but is that necessarily true when we've got EA Play and stuff on PlayStation and uh -huh. you know, we can still buy EA games separately from that. You know, you got the Ubisoft thing, you got all of these other streaming services. So it's like, I don't know what it would look like for me if we're going back to the Netflix and Amazon Prime thing. It would be what Ben Roy said earlier about Amazon mm. Prime having, you know, things that you can plug in like Shudder or MGM or what have you. Maybe um, Sony just gets an Xbox version of that where it's like, this is what's on Game Pass. He's maybe treat it as another subscription rather than the subscription you know mm. like xbox is very much like this is the best subscription service you can get this is the only one that matters sony might put it on their console but just kind of have it there alongside the wwe <laughs> network you know what i mean just be like there there it is as a an selection option of if xbox you want it games. yeah yeah i kind of imagine them pushing it you know big on the front screen but you I might just have of, it on there i never thought of the coding side of it but yeah there's no way that you could get anything 
like then download it and play it on a PlayStation unless Xbox unless Microsoft slash Xbox had a separate PlayStation coded version of Halo to access through the Game Pass app well, like that. I don't know. Well, no, you would just download it and like it would just go into its own little box, wouldn't it? Like say when you play the 360 games that are downloaded, they go into an emulator. That's, yeah, an emulator. Yeah. So I guess it would just be like as a layman's person just making another little partition on the hard drive and then that's like the sort of game pass petition that that's what i mean though, that's to run xbox hardware inside the playstation to run those what, games what if though it's a gimmick of game pass comes over but the xbox exclusives don't so you just get like the the third party stuff or you know like the outer wilds or mm. unraveled and what have you but like the big triple a xbox exclusives like gears they they remain on Xbox. That would be Xbox's a better version. way to do it because I guess they already have. I was for a second I was thinking it would all just be all just be license fee stuff. Like in terms of the way the code works, the files are the same, but you're paying for them in a different way. Like you access I... some third party game and the, the fees just get split differently whether or not you got it through the app or the PlayStation Store. I disagree. I think you'd have if they do these deals, they would. You you'd think Jim would like. Well, we almost had Gears Free on the PS3 back in the day. There's a version mm-hmm. of it out there mm-hmm. that um keeps ruining its head. I think you could bring them over. I think Microsoft would put the work in mm-hmm. if that meant they could get their foot in the door. But then it's the thing of once companies have foot in the door, like once those lines are crossed, even though it's not some sort of like console wars, but then like you let the Microsoft influence bleed into your sort of eco. How long until they just start sucking away the life from that <laughs> and drawing more people over? Where it's like, well, I could pay, I could get. They do more of the deals where you could just you only pay for game part. You pay like thirty pounds a month, dollars a month to Microsoft, and they give you an Xbox, and you just keep paying that with no tax on top, and you just keep paying that hard thirty, which includes your game pass. You're basically getting game pass for free until the point when you have a machine. Is that like, well? Why do I need this PlayStation Five? God, that does all this. Is. Why do you need this PlayStation Six? The Dual Sense. Get out of here, mate. I'll have these. Other I've controls. seen Sense. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I think that they. I mean, they've got that at the minute where you can pay monthly and for an Xbox over time. That would be a hell of a way for them to siphon people away from PlayStation if they started giving you over. Like you have a Game Pass subscription where you're buying it through the app on a PlayStation, but over time they give you the console because that's a version of what they have now anyway. And then you go, well, I might as well just go across on the Xbox. Drinking their milkshake. <laughs> I know this is all hypothetical, but I yes. don't see Sony, Sony, the company that we know, ever allowing Game Pass on their machine. Like this really? is the company that didn't want to do mods. It's the company that didn't want to do crossplay and still kind of kicks up a fuss now. They they allow it, <laughs> but only in like a half a form. You know, they allow it for some games. They can't be asked for others. They they're know. so protective of their little ecosystem. I don't mean that in a bad way, by the way, it's saying a little no, they bad are, way. They, they are so protective of their ecosystem. I Xbox just don't fan see boy. them. <laughs> <laughs> don't you start to get enough of that in the comments. Uh, then I, I just don't see them opening it up in any capacity in the immediate future to Microsoft. I think they would rather take the PR hit of not having some games on their machine than mm. being like oh, having to concede that maybe in a few years time but not immediately I, I, I don't think i hope they play hardball in that way but i also there's so much money on the table if they want to give up the call of duty money but then but then i mean might be by then they'll have a first party shooter franchise that they can kind of put up there and it'll, it'll do certain things better than what, what the reason you go to call of duty and it's backed by playstation and it has the production value etc etc i think sony belong to the church of barrow they go when they're pushed which is what I'll end oh, the podcast God. on. <laughs> this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Look, when are we going to get Glover 2? 
<laughs> Someday, mate, and Josh Brown. I would block that with everything I had. I would make sure it did not happen, despite you. Goodbye. That joke was from 1927, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Good night. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.